Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios in Atlanta, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning and welcome to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk with business leaders from Atlanta and the surrounding communities. Silver Lining in the Cloud is brought to you by CDI Managed Services, where we outsource IT solutions infrastructure support, and cloud computing. I'm Dominic Rainey, and I'll be hosting today's show. We've got an interesting lineup, three guests today with us this morning uh, to talk about their companies. Uh, we'll be speaking with Roman Weaver. He is the owner of a company called LiveEye 360 in Lawrenceville. We, uh, we also have our second guest is C Christina Inslee, and she is the uh, owner of Inslee Insurance in Dakula. And also we have David Post. He is the president of a company called Future Security, and they're out in the Buford area near the Mall of Georgia, right on the boulevard, I believe. So thank you all for joining us this morning and taking the time out of your business schedules to be with us to talk about the great things you're, you're doing with your company and the uh, local community. So first of all, let's uh, kick it off with Roman Weaver. He is the owner of LiveEye 360. Roman, tell us about LiveEye 360 and what you guys are doing. Well, very simply, it's just production. It's lots and lots and lots of media. Um, I think the funnest thing that we're doing right now is getting really the word out about what's going on in the community. We've done a lot of highlight reel, sizzle reel kind of stuff for a lot of businesses that are trying to get you know their business known and aware. And doing that is probably the funnest thing I think I get to do on a daily basis. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, is there reality stuff uh, in that in that mix? Um, there is a couple of reality shows that are in the works, but nothing that I can really talk about just yet. <laughs> That's how reality <laughs> shows work. I love the new development things yeah. that are going on yeah. in the, uh, in the, uh, in the hopper, so to speak. So, uh, uh, Roman, tell, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, what, what your company does in the area of, uh, you know, film production. Is it a broad-based uh, scope of work? Pretty much. We do everything from reality shows to highlight reels to sizzle reels to live television, live broadcast. Um, I think the uh, mainstay of what we do is really sizzle reels, um, highlights, things like that. Okay. I think the, the most recent stuff, oh, you can find it on the website, liveby360.com. You know, you can see it there, but I think the Steve Harvey um, pieces that we were working on last are probably the funnest ones that we did. Very grueling. It's a week-long, you know, event when we go out and do work with him. So it's not, you know, you show up, hey, it's great, we're working with Steve. <laughs> no, I hardly saw, I think I saw the guy once, you know, the whole time I was there. But oh. that kind of work is really what we focus on. Really drilling down. Yeah. Is, is that drilling a regular uh, program? With Steve Harvey, or is that a um, well, we've done al almost every aspect of uh, other than Family Feud and the Steve Harvey Show. Mm -hmm. um, we've worked with NBC, um, some of their guys when they were out at the ranch doing his mentoring program, which is a, an amazing program that he does. Um, but also the Neighborhood Awards um, when he does that, and the big expo that goes along with it, and watching the expansion of that, and being able to kind of document that and, and get the word out about neighborhoods and all of what they're doing to bring back and give back to their communities. Okay. All right. Roman Weaver with LiveEye360. How long have you been doing this, Roman? Gosh, 
professionally probably 10 years. Oh, okay. How'd yeah. you come up with the name, Live Eye 360? Um, it was, well, the aside from doing highlight reels and things like that, we also specialize in um, pr- pr- production management for live television. And we work with a um, shopping channel called America's Value Channel. Mm-hmm. And that 360 degrees of everything necessary to pull something like that off is kind of <laughs> where the name came from. Plus, it's always live. So it's always very similar to this. It's, you know, you got one chance to do it, get it right, or because there's no second chances. No, no, live is totally different, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no <laughs> cut. Hey, let's do that again. Let's try that over. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, it kind of goes, and that's the end of that. Yeah. Is it scripted, or is it? No. Uh, no? No. 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 It's like HSN or QVC, but really specializing in kind of history, antiques and art and collectibles and things like that. It's a pretty diverse business you're in. You yeah. Co- you kind of cover the yeah, I'm very spect- busy. It's a spectrum of uh, personal, uh, individual, as well as commercial yeah. business right yeah absolutely is there a particular type of mix there in in uh, in those two realms of business and personal um i i would say from a personal standpoint i like to do things that have a message or deliver a point mm-hmm. and from a business standpoint being able to help somebody deliver that message or make that point mm-hmm. i think kind of bonds those two together okay are you getting uh, specific uh, special projects coming up this year? Um, let's see. What do we got? We've got, well, the Neighborhood Awards are coming up in August, and we're going to be out there doing that again. That's going to be a blast. It was a huge, huge undertaking last year, but the reward for it was amazing. The Job 2, which is uh, kind of a sequel to a short film that we did, we're uh, expanding that and doing a, a hour-long short film this year, and then... There's probably 50 or 60 other things that are kind of in the works, but, you know, until we get contracts and you know how all that yeah, works, yeah, you know, yeah. it's kind Hiring of hard out. to, Hiring yeah. it all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Neighborhood Awards, mm-hmm. what, what is that exactly? That's uh, Steve Harvey's program that he started. Um, it's been nicknamed the Hoodies, I think, forever, and it's he's branding it. It's, it's called the Neighborhood Awards. It's usually sponsored by somebody like State Farm or Ford. I think last year it was State Farm. Mm-hmm. and he does an expo for the four days leading up to the Neighborhood Awards. And it's really like the Grammys or the Emmys or something like that. It's, you know, big red carpet, um, and a lot of celebrities come out to really support that. And the expo part of it is people, you know, just like a E3 or a, um, any kind of convention that, you know, anybody's been to, it's very similar to that. You have a, a lot of vendors from the neighborhoods that come out. They showcase what it is that they do and who they are and what they're doing for their neighborhoods. And we go and basically highlight that whole entire expo. Mm-hmm. Who's there, um, the celebrities that pass through, the what people are doing for their communities, and really try to single out it's not really single out, but really try to put all of that together into this is what's happening. This is how people are taking back their community and taking it back their neighborhoods, one neighborhood at a time. Oh, it sounds like kind a of thing. Group. Yeah, it's it's really it's really something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, where where do you hold these awards? Where's it where's it held? Um, it is held at the Georgia Dome. Okay. Um, yeah, it was at the Georgia Dome, and then the the entire expo. That's piece. a big event. Yeah, it's huge. I think last year it was. 
well, the very last night before the um, awards, there was a black-white party, mm-hmm. or an all-white party, I think is what it's called, and, which was huge. I think there was nine or 10,000 people at the party. Wow. And uh, then the awards themselves are a night-long you know, extravaganza, mm-hmm. really. What so, Roman? What kind of a team does it take to uh, pull this off? And in, in in your in your world, um, sometimes uh, a big one, sometimes a small one. It's interesting. The neighborhood awards or uh, his mentoring program, which he does out in Dallas, which is great, mm-hmm. takes sixteen, seventeen people. You know, really three or four teams of people to go and cover all the different things that are happening all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Something like um, we did a. Uh, piece for a gentleman Urban Huchette for America's Value Channel who had passed away mm-hmm. and a really kind of moving touching summary of the guy's life and that one was two people you know very small and intimate kind of thing so really depending on what you're doing it really varies on how much crew you need to do something like that sometimes a lot sometimes a little <laughs> Roman Weaver with Live Eye 360 here on Silver Lining in the Cloud uh, Roman uh, you know do you get personally involved are you hands-on absolutely mm-hmm. yeah so uh, you know i was particularly drawn not to put a pun on it but uh, the urban Uchette, yeah. Uh, yeah. video you did i just saw that on your website and uh, it was a great piece it, it was uh, amazing he was an amazing uh, painter uh, yeah. i guess uh, now that he's deceased his paintings are probably skyrocketing in value yeah it was an interesting it was an interesting thing he was a student of picasso and, you know, he actually learned how to paint by him mm-hmm. and has, I've heard him called the last of the living modern masters mm-hmm. and America's value channel had had him on their, um, art show that they do live. Um, it's five hours from 5 PM to 10 PM. And they had had him on the show several times, flown him in from Paris and he brought original works of art that he had painted or lithographs that he had done. And you know, really showcased him and what it was that he was doing. It was it was amazing. He was such an open person. He always, you know, oh Roman, come come. You know, we hang out. We do we do things together. And as was in that video, um, Ray had said he was the host of the show. He said, you know, next year, next year. And it was one of those. The I wanted everybody to understand. You know, this guy had this legacy. This guy had this amazing history and what he had given back and. <clears throat> I had a very personal attachment to that, yeah, you know, and it allowed me to really kind of express my own grief, I think, through working on that piece, yeah. you know, and I actually sat and I was the one that interviewed Ray yeah. um, in that piece, and it was, it allowed me to grieve, I mm. think, to some extent. Mm. It's a great piece. I, I encourage anyone interested in art um, to go to your website and uh, view that video. Uh, it was especially touching, and uh, it was a high professional um, uh, performance and, and, and work that you did there. I appreciate um, that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and one thing I noticed or I remember when I met you is the one thing you said is no is not in my uh, vocabulary. vocabulary. Nope. How, <laughs> where, where, where did that start? Um, is that typical for a business entrepreneur? I think so. I think anybody who has a dream is never going to realize that dream unless no is not part of your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has to be to some extent. You have to be able to say, no, I'm not going to do this. But you have to be able to say, I can go without the three hours of sleep that I want to get this thing done. I can do this in the two days that it needs to be done versus the week that most people would take to do something. You can't put too fine a line on getting the job done 
moves you forward in the business that you want to pursue. Mm -hmm. And I think anybody who kind of adopts that or a similar kind of mindset mm -hmm. is successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good, good thoughts. So um, what, you know, what did you, what triggered you to get started in this business? Oddly enough, I was in a band signed to a record label and we were doing amazing. We had sold, you know, gobs and gobs of records and music videos and all that kind of stuff. And I got a phone call that one day the band was over and that was it. And as things happen, I had to find something else to do. And I had always had kind of photography and production and that kind of thing in my background. My uncle was a professional photographer. I grew up kind of holding cameras from, you know, an early, early age. My uncle did the kind of art and whatnot classes at like the planetarium or the art center, you know, downtown in the downtown areas kind of thing. So every summer I was there doing that. So I always had that as a background. And when I got the phone call, I figured time to call the uncle up and hey if I'm going to get back into this what do I need and he basically gave me a laundry list of stuff and equipment and I went out and bought you know a good majority of it and decided I'm going to give this thing the you know old college try and I'm going to make something of this and it's kind of turned into a relationship here and a relationship there and now you know I'm doing a lot of the things that I'd love to do yeah Music from music to this. This is yeah. great. I mean, I uh, I just assumed that there was some um, artistic uh, yeah. issues there. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Good stuff. Uh, one other thought that I had uh, um, looking at your website, and I encourage everyone to to, to go to your site. Uh, this, uh, you've got some great pieces on there. Was the one you did with this lady from uh, with? Uh, I think she was just starting work with U UVC. Uh, I think as it was, uh, you know, getting on a plane in uh, L.A. Oh, yeah. and flying to Atlanta. Yeah. And I actually, the twist on it was amazing. I said, I wonder if that was purposeful because uh, it was, she was uh, getting ready to go to fly to Atlanta, yep. uh, zipping up her brief, her suitcase yep. at home, yep. I presume, and goes, to, shows her getting at the airport, getting on the plane, and it's American Airlines plane. Yeah. And I said, this is a neat piece for American Airlines. It had nothing yeah. to do with it. <laughs> nothing to do with that, but good showcase. <laughs> shows her getting go. in Atlanta, going to her business uh, mm -hmm. location. I think she was just starting work or something mm -hmm. for this jewelry company, it appears. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was actually uh, part of America's Value Channel, you know, the same yeah. live jewelry show that they were getting ready to launch. And this was kind of the introduction of her to the audience mm -hmm. you know here's this girl who's been in this business for a very long time lauren blair was her name yeah the amazing host great talent mm -hmm. and this was a way to showcase her arrival to a network and they wanted to do something different other than just a you know kind of a still photograph on the screen that says hey coming up tomorrow we got so-and-so they wanted to kind of in a very short condensed way tell her story uh -huh. and you know she lived in LA she'd been on television in LA and she was moving making a huge transition to come to Atlanta to do television out here and that's one of the ways that we kind of did that oddly enough that thing was all shot in one place um at the airport no it was <laughs> well the other than the airport stuff which we had to go grab um <laughs> all the scenes of her were all shot in my office you know. Yeah, all that stuff, the the suitcase and all that stuff. You it's are the, good. the movie magic kind of thing. It's, oh, wow. It's really strange. Yeah. And, and in one part of it, 
it still bugs me when I see it, but the very last bit where she's saying her line, mm-hmm. there's a light up in the top right hand corner and you can see my tech just kind of holding that thing. And it kind of wobbles a little bit. And most people don't so, even see yeah, it, but exactly. I see that stuff you know all the time. It, yeah, 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 you know it's there, so it probably drives you yeah. nuts, but I didn't notice it. So yeah, that's yeah, good. That's, that's okay. That's it's all those good. little Easter eggs in, in <laughs> film. I love finding those things. They're they're a blast. Roman Weaver, a very uh, artistic individual here locally in uh, the Lawrenceville area, his company, but he uh, does business all over the place. So he's uh, with Live Eye 360. It's his company. And uh, Roman, tell our listeners how they can uh, find out more about you or any parting thoughts that you'd like to make on what's coming up. Uh, um, you've really said it the best. LiveEye360.com is our uh, website. And you know, there's a few pieces on there. We try to showcase the best of what we do. Um course i'm on imdb and twitter and facebook and instagram and you know all of it's roman jc weaver on just about everything okay so easy to find me okay excellent excellent we appreciate it thank you very much for uh, taking the time here pleasure to be yeah you bet you bet okay you've been listening to silver lining in the cloud brought to you by cdi managed services our next guest is christina insley she's in insley insurance uh, out of decula uh, right here locally. And um, in, uh, Christina, tell us a little bit about uh, your insurance business. Um, we opened in September. Um, we actually officially got our physical location, opened up in January in Hamilton Mill in Decula, Georgia. Um, we're focusing in on business owners and executives that need a one-point contact to set and help them with both their business insurance policies and their personal and personal insurance policies to try and be an advisor and make sure things don't get missed. Um, a lot of times when business owners have their policies with their state farm agent or their all-state agent on their personal side and then have their business policies over here with a, a, an, another agent, things get lost in the middle or missed. As they grow, they buy things. Business owners are notorious for sometimes buying out of the business pocket and sometimes buying out of their personal pocket. Okay. And they don't get put in the right places. So trying to be one point of contact to make sure it's all set up correctly. Mm -hmm. So you cover the total spectrum of insurance. Uh, Are there any pieces that you don't provide? We don't focus on Obamacare. Uh, So healthcare is not... (laughs) Not going to focus on Obamacare. Uh Um, We we are licensed to sell um, property, casualty, life, um, disability, long-term care. But most of what we do is business insurance, the workers' comp, general liability, um, and then home car, umbrella, um, their toys. Mm-hmm. So you're an independent agency. Yes. And uh, what's the difference in that and other agencies that are, I guess, uh, what's the term? Captive? It, it, captive agent. Uh, the cool thing about being an independent agent is I am not beholding to any one insurance company. I can go sit and look at your situation and figure out what suits you best and find the carrier that makes the most sense for you. Um, And that can change over time. While you are uh, married and no kids, this company might be the best. But when you have teenagers and your teenager has royally screwed up his driving record, your options and your decisions and choices change. And I can change with that and continue to offer the best, you know, solutions and options instead of going i'm sorry there's nothing i can do and sending you on your way Mm -hmm. okay that's good uh so is it uh you know 
Do you see an uptick in uh, in insurance? Uh, let's say auto. Let's pick on auto right now. Is um, there an uptick on auto uh, claims and things with you know this texting and thing, or is it <laughs> is it calming down? No. What? Um, the the cost of a fender um, has gotten out of control. Fender benders used to be a seven hundred dollar claim. And the texting has definitely driven that up, and we're seeing just a fender is a three thousand dollar claim between the diminished value check and you know two thousand dollars to replace the bumper. There, the the cost of claims has definitely gone severe up severely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm sure David will have something to say about that. He's in the security and uh, police enforcement uh, industry. Uh, he's probably got a lot of stats as well. When we get to him. Okay. chime in on some of these uh, things but um yeah it's uh, it's real interesting what makes uh, Inslee insurance different from other uh, agencies well the the two owners actually sit and work with the clients every day um even even the administrative support that we're, we're the ones working with our customers every day and advising. So it's a one-to-one personal? Very one-to-one. Um, I work very closely with my clients. I know what's going on in their world. I know when they've, you know, they've gotten married, they've added on to their business and so forth. Um, so it's very different. Uh, we don't have somebody just sitting in the office that's going to just answer your calls when you when you call in that knows nothing about you that's just going to take a payment. It's Most of my clients have my cell phone number. Um, I had one call me last week on my ride home at 6 30 about uh, about a claim so very yeah. accessible yeah yeah it's a boutique <laughs> insurance very oh, that's, very that's great that's great so uh what are what are your specialties i know you say you cover a lot of uh, business insurance uh what are there specialties that you focus on um well, do the, more of one than the other in the commercial world um some of my specialties are trucking insurance I've, i do both um local regional and long haul mm-hmm. um and you know, I've spent a lot of time learning about all their different endorsements and the requirements uh, to deal with the DOT. Um, one of the other things that we've been um, striving to push more and more with business owners is cyber liability and data breach. Um, in the old days, the insurance policies, uh, and actually most business insurance policies exclude ele- electronic data and everything to do with cyber liability. Well, most companies no longer have a room filled with file cabinets. So everything's out on computers, out on servers. And if that's breached, you have major cost both to retrieve the data, but as well as to go out and deal with the PR from, you know, if you're a law firm and you just lost all of your client files and their data births and social security numbers, you've got a major expenditure to deal with the, the public relations in and trying to notify them of that, pay for identity theft and so forth. So that's something we've been heavily pushing to at least start endorsing two policies mm. or buying separate cyber liability policies. That's sort of the new thing on the marketplace. Yeah, that's a, that's a very noticeable. Um, it's... It's of the, the, the current times for sure, and uh, what it breeds a question, not to throw a trick, quick, crush, tricky question at you, but uh, is how do you how is there a value put on cyber well, claims? Well, give you an example. I, I had a client a few years back that was a law firm. They lost A through L. Mm-hmm. Um, they had already spent over $100,000 having an IT firm come in and try and recover all of those client files. Mm-hmm. That was $100,000 just trying to recover all of their evidence and lost data, never minding the fact that they did bankruptcy law. And now they've got to sit and notify all those people about identity theft and so forth. I never I never did hear a final total on all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that that could be a very expensive claim. Um, I'm working with a couple of medical offices right now, and now you've got HIPAA laws, and yeah. there's there's a lot um, that they have to comply with in regards to maintaining their data. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's uh, big business. And uh, do you advise people to get that individual personal protection for their identity theft? It, it is it is recommended. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can attack it. Um, most carriers will either let you endorse identity theft on your home or your car policy. And there's, there's other products on the market that you can get it as well. You don't necessarily need to have three or four products, but just have it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's great. That's great. So we're talking with Christina Inslee. She is the president of Inslee Insurance uh, in the Kula area. And um, great, great business and adding the uh, cyber uh, insurance is uh, kind of a great Well, like I said, it's twist. a very new product on the yeah, market. Yeah. It's only been out there a couple of years. Yeah, and a lot of like agents that. are not talking about it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in fact, a lot of agents probably don't even know it's an option that they can sell. Yeah, well, business, it, it ties right into the business world, backing up your data and, and uh, protecting yourself with, uh, you know, off-site data. And people just don't stop and think until something dramatic happens. No one know? ever actually reads and their you, policies. Yeah, yeah. And, and most people never saw that, that it's excluded, uh, you know, um, like I said, you can buy it. It can be added. You can buy little amounts or a lot. Mm-hmm. But you being in the IT world, you know stuff can happen. Some Absolutely. an employee can get a virus. You can you 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 killed your computer. You got a new computer. You didn't get this stuff moved from that computer. There's all different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pain is the word that drives everyone. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. All right, Christina. So uh, tell us a little bit about some of the uh, uh, most common mistakes. Uh, that are made with uh, writing policies. If I was going and you compare my policy to what you think, you know. Well, with a business owner, the biggest one I see, a lot of times business owners decide they're going to start a business and they didn't even think about insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, They may not have even bought it when they first started out. And then a year or two later, wow, I'm doing, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Maybe I should stop and think about insurance. Or more commonly, they did buy a tiny little policy here. Um, when they first started, but they never stopped to read it or the agent didn't explain it to them. So at the end of the first year, they get this wonderful thing called an audit. And then they find out they owe lots of money and they have no idea why. And it's very important with buying your business insurance that you know what drives your premiums and that if it is an auditable policy that you know that it is, if it's based off payroll, that you know that it's based off payroll because especially as a new business owner, you might be throwing out a total wag on what your payroll is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I see that every day or, or, or your gross sales, depending on what's driving your premiums. And at the end of the year, if they audit you and you were completely off base on what the, what that guess was, you could owe lots of money. So it's important to know what's driving your premium so that you don't get any surprises in the end. I've seen many a construction company at the end of their first year has no money to buy insurance for the second year because their audit's going to put them out of business. Wow. Wow. Uh, Is the average business or individual even uh, overpaying, do you think? Um, not all of them are overpaying, mm-hmm. but um, certain generations are very, very loyal to their insurance agent and will keep the same policy for 10, 20, 30 plus years. And the marketplace has changed and things change. Um, in the last 10 years, credit scoring's come out. And for example, uh, you know, uh, a man over the age of 50 probably has established very good credit. But if he's on an old policy that he's had for 20 years, his credit's not even being factored into his rate. And he's not being rewarded for all of that good credit he's built up over his lifetime. Wow, that's great, um, great insight. So, you know, especially, you know, on the personal side, if you have good credit, 
those need to be reshopped every couple of years. Every insurance company in town is trying their hardest to get your business and they're lowering rates constantly in that price in that segment of the population trying to win that business because statistically they've proven they're the most profitable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how does an individual, let's say I'm a business owner and I call you on the phone, it's, uh, what's the best way to conduct that, uh, you know, I, I'd like to get a quote from you. Where does it go from there? Do you, do you want to sit down and talk about everything? Well, we, we definitely would either have a very long phone conversation or a very long conversation in person. Um, I don't claim to be the, um, you know, quote in 15 minutes or less. I'm going to ask a lot of questions. Um, and then just really, it, it Honestly, we write a lot of insurance companies, so I, I couldn't run rates with all 15 in 15 minutes. It's just not possible because um, I've got to hop into all of their different systems and scrub the rates down and actually double check it because, yeah. you know, there's always quirks. In, in well, they already stuff. have it. I mean, it's like everybody's got a barber, right? Right. I mean, you got to get the haircut, right? So everybody's got some kind of insurance. Exactly. And, you know, it's until uh, you get that premium and it says it went up. That, that's the tick to me. It says, hey, I, I think I need to shop this, you know? You know, they Why all go, go up, up a couple percent a year, you know. Um, but if you even if you just ignore that over five, ten years, mm-hmm. and they've eked up three to five percent every year, you could be way overpaying. But the problem is uh, the industry has not eked up three to four percent every year for the last five years, especially on homeowner's insurance. The premiums have gone up 20, 30, and 40 percent a year over the last five years. Homeowner's insurance premiums are far above where we were back in 2008. So there's a lot of things that have gone into that. But the homeowner's premiums have definitely seen drastic change. It is calming down, but it we are still seeing eight, nine, ten percent rate increases, not two and three. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but like I said, at least I'm seeing it calm down. No mm-hmm. longer seeing forty and forty-five percent rate increases filed on that. Okay, okay. Uh, talking with Christina Inslee, Inslee Insurance, and uh, what are some of the biggest changes other than that in the uh, in, in the in the industry? What do you well, <laughs> while I don't sell health insurance, um, <laughs> that's the, changed a lot. That's... The Obamacare has definitely had an, uh, an oh. effect on workers' comp um, yes, because not only do workers have, uh, there's a lot more claims going in on workers' comp. The medical industry has a lot more incentive to try and get it to go through workers' comp than through health insurance because workers' comp just pays. Um, it doesn't it ask is. questions. They, you know, it's it's not as regulated and they have a lot more hope of getting paid there than, than potentially through some of the other healthcare plans. Um, so I, we've definitely seen a large uptick in work comp, but then it also has to do with the economy between 2008 and 2011 was struggling. And some people might've used workers comp as an opportunity to have an income and without working necessarily for it. Mm. So your business is pretty young. You just yes. said a couple of years. Right? No, six months. Six we months. Just, yeah, yeah. Wow. You, you, I'm intrigued because uh, uh, you've been in this business. Uh, Twelve years. Twelve years. Twelve years. Yeah, yeah. You've got a lot of insight, uh, a lot of good information, and I encourage people to get in touch with you to get an assessment of their insurance. It sounds like you really you do, you do your homework. Uh, Yvonne and I both spent 100 hours last year in continuing education. Um, we're both finishing up our CIC, uh, which is our Certified Insurance Counselor's uh, designations. Uh-huh. Um, so hopefully we'll get that finished up in the next two months, and then we were going to start working on our Certified Risk Manager designations. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, it likens me to the, you know, the some of the ads you see in the some of them on, on the auto auto side. They say, you know, we give you, we forgive you if you have an if you have an accident. Is that something that uh, people should, uh, you know, give a heads up to? Well, it's, hey, you know, some people, you know, I I love the ad. It's impactful. It's uh, like there, it's a great marketing gimmick. Yeah. Um, most of the carriers that I deal with that actually offer that. Um, don't tell you that it costs more money to get that. It's an it's a button I click. It costs more money to add it to the policy. Gee, we're going to charge you for something to forgive you something you haven't done yet. Yeah, but assuming you're you're if you're thinking that way, you're probably going to have an accident or you've had them <laughs> in the past, right? You know, uh, it's an interesting mar- marketing gimmick. It now, is. the yeah. funny thing is, most carriers, if you've been with them three or more years, will forgive one, mm-hmm. and most people don't even realize that most carriers don't run MVRs every year. So, I think it's it's marketing genius on the part of the carriers. They make it seem like something incredible, and they never tell you that you're paying extra. Hey, yeah, beware. It's the old adage, right? You get what you pay for in this world, right? right? No, that's great. That's great. Uh, Christina, what's uh, coming up? What's changing and what's for the agency? Uh, where are you taking it from here? Um, like I said, we're just, we're just moving forward, working on um, trying to bring in more business clients. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, We've had a lot of uh, success, like I said, in medical offices, um, especially in the Hamilton Mill area where we're, we're located. There's a lot of medical offices opening up. Um, in fact, office space is non-existent in Decula in Hamilton Mill right now. So, um, But we've got uh, been working on a few new restaurants that are opening up in the area. So mm-hmm. it's very exciting um, with up where we're at, the new hospital coming mm-hmm. in. It's brought in a lot of new business. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So it's, uh, it's exciting. It's all exciting it's all when you're exciting. kicking it off. It, it is. It's, it's very exciting. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, how can our listeners reach out to you and find out uh, how they can get? And I'll tell you. You, you, for a young company, your website is uh, excellent. Well, thank you. Somebody <laughs> did their homework and put uh, a lot into that. It's uh, it's a very nice website. Well, well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank yeah. you very you much. Did, you did your job. Yvonne there. spent a lot of time writing that content. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I said this is a, this company's been around a while and they've done, they've got it covered and uh, you can pretty much touch any aspect of insurance and it's very clear uh, that you guys are in the business. Very good job there. So how can our listeners reach out? What's the best way to get in touch? Well, they can always call me at the office. I'm there most days, um, 678-646-0939. You can always reach us on the web. It's www.insleyins.com. Or you can always shoot me an email. Um, Most people will tell you I'm, I'm neurotic about answering emails at all hours of the day and night um and my email is kinsley at insleyins.com okay great thank you very much christina so uh you've been listening to silver lining in the cloud brought to you by cdi managed services and uh let's jump into our our last but not least guest uh david post he is the president of future security and uh, David has uh, a lot of background in the business and has done a lot of different things. So tell us about uh, Future Security, David, and uh, what's going on. I know you've had a lot going on the last three years, changing your business a little bit. Well, we always have a lot going on. Uh, three years ago, I sold the guard and patrol divisions to a national company that had been after me for about a year and a half. And uh, that allows us to concentrate on the other things that we've been doing for the last 42 years, which is investigations and uh, consulting, management consulting. 
and helping uh, helping companies uh, have a better bottom line, if you will. Oh, okay. So more on the commercial side. Yeah, most of our customers are, are commercial. We uh, mm -hmm. we have two basically two investigative divisions. Uh, one of them handles uh, a lot of the non-commercial investigations, and the other handles pretty much strictly uh, commercial investigations. And we do a lot of consulting and training. Um, when we talk about consulting, uh, basically what we're looking at is anything that affects a company's bottom line. It could be morale. Morale affects productivity. Productivity affects your bottom line. Yeah. So it's not always theft. Uh, and which most people think you say, oh, you're yeah. an investigative company, you know, you investigate theft. Yes, we do investigate thefts. Mm -hmm. But if you're losing money because you have a morale productivity issue or you have supervisors uh, that aren't properly supervising, which creates a morale issue, uh, those are things that we also look into. Wow. So the humanistic uh, side of it, uh, the HR side of it, and getting in, you know, looking at the spectrum of uh, the staff and um, I guess the dynamics of that. Uh, right. Yeah, right. I well, mean, basically, you know, uh, after we got into the investigations 40-some years ago, well, you know, you, you can't help but find out what the causes of these losses are. You know, you may have a theft problem. You may have a drug problem. You could have a drug ring. And then you find out that th that stems from improper supervision uh, or supervisors that weren't liked. And there's always a justification for what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, people are good at justifying anything that they do, especially if it's wrong. Uh, you know, they hadn't paid me enough over the years and kind of on and on. Yeah. And so you get into the uh, you get into the human dynamics of that. You can't help but do that. And then when you sit down with the uh, CEO or CFO or whoever you've been dealing with and you talk about those situations, they're going to find out that it wasn't just a theft problem. And then they can either uh, seek help further or, or not. That's mm. always their choice. Mm. Okay. We just present options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open the eyes, right? Uh, right. So, David, uh, how do you engage uh, with a client in that realm? Uh, is it like a retainer or is it a, you know, come in and uh, help me sort this out? Uh, I've had a problem or whatever. Right. Well, it depends on who it is. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, Always. We, we, we kind of work like attorneys. Uh, show me the money. <laughs> All right. Un <laughs> the door is always open. Never <laughs> say no. Yeah. Now, if right, it's someone like we know, because some of my customers are Fortune 100 companies. Yeah. Some of them are fairly small companies because it's all relative. People think, you know, I've had people tell me, well, I'm really not, I'm really not big enough to, to use your services. Well, the fact is, is that if you only have three employees, uh, one employee can hurt you worse than one employee can hurt you if you have 500 employees. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, you really have to put everything in perspective. Yeah. And we, we help them do that. Mm -hmm. uh, so is it more uh, employee, to, you know, uh, do you get involved in the checking? Uh, what do they call it when you look? You know, when you hire someone new and you do a background. Well, we check. have a division that does screening. You do screening, okay. Yeah, uh -huh. and uh, it's it's kind of like uh, well, my my wife has a uh, a maid service, mm -hmm. and uh, it's two years old. She has a hundred and twenty some customers, and I do all the screening for her, or company does all the screening for her, and not that many people will get through the screening, but if you look at it this way, you're putting people in someone's home. Uh, you're putting people in someone's business, whatever that situation may be. 
and talking about insurance, the liabilities are much greater. If somebody steals something from you and you have a company or they steal from one of your customers or whatever it might be, and they find out that you hired somebody that has a criminal record, mm-hmm. uh, the the dollar signs start rolling. Yeah. See, the law allows for mistakes. The law does not allow for negligence. Oh, boy. And it's becoming more and more important to properly screen whoever you hire, whatever kind of company you, you have. Mm-hmm. Even if it's in a manufacturing setting and you hire a guy to run a forklift, if he has an accident, hurts somebody, create some serious injury and then they find out that he did it at the last place he worked you have a real issue mm-hmm. yeah and uh, yeah insurance policy premiums they continue to go up yeah one of the reasons as christina knows is because of fraud and abuse if companies are if it's not a fraudulent claim it could be an abused claim and so it's like everything else we're paying for everyone else um, so we try and eliminate a lot of those those potential problems and those potential liabilities. Hmm. Um, set up policies. We'll look at policies policies for a company if they're small. We'll help them develop their policies and procedures. If it's a large company, you have to be a little more careful because they all they all know what their policies are going to be, and that's how they we want our procedures. But what we can do is we can go in and make sure that those procedures are, are applied. Um, you know, everybody has rules. Are they followed? So we look at all of those, the aspects of how a company is run. Mm-hmm. And uh, that usually ends up saving them some some grief and some money in yeah. the long run. Oh, great, great. Yeah. So does this come into, a, you know, come in, set it up, uh, clean it up, if you will, uh, sort it out, and then come back and uh, show the ROI on it? Or is it, you know, like... Uh, well, they don't like me to look at their uh, at their numbers. Uh-huh. Uh, years ago, I tried to get uh, a couple large companies to uh, basically pay me on what I could save them. Yeah, yeah. But they would have to let me in their books. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we just do it the old-fashioned way. Here's, this is an hourly rate, and uh, and then we'll take care of it. You know, it's kind of crazy the thoughts that come up when you when you when you're talking with someone. And uh, when you just said that, I was thinking. You know, I think uh, I met a guy one time, and De- Delta Airlines had a. Um, uh, you know, they used to pay cash for drinks on the airlines, and they found out. Some somebody finally said, "Hey, we should do an audit here." Somebody somebody approached them. I think it was a company, and they said, "We'll if you'll give us a percentage, we'll do a thorough investigation." And the the dollars were astounding. What people were stealing from you know, there was no accountability accountability at all. I mean, they just take this cash and throw it in a box somewhere. So. Right on the mark, right? Well, you I can mean, only uh, you can only hang that carrot out so long. Yeah, and yeah. it depends how hungry the person is, and if they're hungry, you know, we have to look at it this way. See, it used to be that uh, people wouldn't steal. I mean, years ago, you always had people that You've would seen it steal. Change, right? All right, but there's definitely a change, and now people that wouldn't have stolen twenty years ago. Their family members are out of work, a brother, a sister, whatever it might be, they're out of work, they need the money, and now all of a sudden they're doing things that they wouldn't have even thought about doing 20 years ago. Oh, wow. And it's it's that psychology, and I'll give you an example of something that uh, most security people don't get involved in, but I had a rather large company, uh, had a huge facility in Florida, and they had so many cameras there that their employees were feeling violated and they thought it was creating a morale issue 
So they sent me down there, and I eliminated 20-some cameras out of this facility and left the ones that were really important. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, everybody's happy. So they overcooked it a little bit. You have to, you have to understand the human dynamics, the psychology uh, to go in and really work with a company. That You know, investigations isn't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the old bull in the china shop syndrome. Well, there are a lot of people that can go in and, and create a lot of havoc. Yeah. All right. Sometimes what they create is worse than the original problem. Mm-hmm. And so... It makes a lot of sense to go in and very smoothly uh, take care of problems without creating additional problems. Great. David Post, president of Future Security and uh, driving down a new path of consulting and investigatory um, uh, business. And uh, your law enforcement, you're in full gear today. Gwinnett County Sheriff, you got the badge. You're flashing it. Well, What's going on? I'm, uh, I run the uh, reserve unit for the Gwinnett County Sheriff. Mm-hmm. And I've got 25 guys that are mostly retired from a Georgia police department somewhere. And uh, these are guys that wanted to continue uh, serving in some capacity. They don't do everything every day, but they do things. Uh, they do the same things that a regular officer would do. I've got guys that work SWAT. They work family violence. Uh, they work uh, the jail. They'll do whatever it is that, that's needed. And they keep their arrest powers. They keep their training up. And they can respond in emergencies when called to. We also do a lot of charity work. Oh, okay. It's not. Is it a volunteer program? It is a volunteer it? program. So it's a reserve volunteer. It's program? a it's a reserve program. I've been sworn for forty three years. Oh, so you you came from that? Oh yeah. I I was I came from law enforcement uh, and crime prevention when I started the company in nineteen seventy two. Oh, okay. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I've all, kind of always been doing this. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty obvious, David. You've got a lot of insight, a lot of experience. Uh, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's just amazing how uh, how you can take a business and, and turn it into something, kind of segue it in the in a different direction. And you've done that. We do. Uh, we also do a lot of personal protection seminars mm-hmm. uh, for groups. We've done some ladies' clubs. Um, some manufacturers, big manufacturers, get all their folks together. And we'll do a personal protection seminar. We'll show them some real easy stuff. We talk about what to avoid, you know, where to walk, how to walk, eye contact, and all that. And we also go over weapons because people are always asking me, what do I need for uh, a personal protection weapon at home or whatever? So we talk about weapons, and I make recommendations based on what their need is and what their level of confidence is and their level of ability. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, don't just buy a gun and think you can use it, right? Yeah, well, I, you know, it's funny. I've had so many women come up and say, "My husband told me I should get a forty-five semi-automatic," and that's not a good self-defense weapon. <laughs> Those uh, are for and, Clint Eastwood, right? Okay? Yeah. Well, see, there's the, there's a, a certain mentality. You have to understand that going to the range or planking uh, is a whole lot different than when somebody pulls a weapon on you and you have to react in a panic situation. If you don't know how to react in a panic situation, which you may or may not, depending on how often you have mentally practiced that situation, a 45 automatic or whatever automatic, semi-automatic could jam. Hmm. Do you know what to do hmm. in, immediately? 
Yeah. See, because you know, one or two seconds might not make uh, that might make the difference between oh, sure. life and death. Oh, sure. So there's there are a lot of things that go into picking a, a weapon for self defense, and we teach them we teach them those things. Did I hear well. a new word: plinking. 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 Well, plinking. plinking. Usually, people that plink have a twenty two rifle and they go out and they shoot cans. That's called oh. plinking. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it's a real high tech term. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Blinking. I love that. So uh, uh, you're also very involved in, um, uh, uh, I guess it's just uh, care for cops. I, I know you, it's a passion you have. Uh, talk about that. Well, about uh, almost 17 years ago, uh, we decided that uh, we needed to do something for the families of Georgia law enforcement officers that were killed in the line of duty. Hmm. And what happens is when an officer is killed, uh, first of all, I don't know, I don't know any law enforcement people that don't have an off-duty job. And some of them make almost as much working off-duty jobs as they do on the job. Well, as soon as, if, if soon as they're killed, that stops. Oh, it does. Oh, it all stops. It's an off-duty job. You no longer work your off-duty job. So, and it may take quite a while for any funds to come in from the different insurance, uh, city, state, federal. Yeah, there's a lag for sure. So, and meanwhile, you've got a family that's dealing with this crisis, a death, and they still have bills coming in. The kids still need their lunch money. The mortgage goes on and on and on and on. And there was a big void there. That's the void that we feel. We immediately, usually within two days, will send out a check to a family that's in that's grieving to help them with these other issues that they really shouldn't have to be worrying about at that time. Yeah, what a great cause. Great and cause. Uh, yeah, and it's real nice to get letters and cards from from families uh, telling us how much they appreciated that and how how good the timing was. Yeah, it's um, and it's crazy what's going on out there now. Uh, have you ever thought you would ever see the day when uh, uh, the situation would change as dramatically as it has for? Uh, uh, well, not you know what situation. I've I've been in this so long. There's very little that surprises me anymore. Mm -hmm. It saddens me yeah. more than anything else. And now even some law enforcement officers are. Uh, it's almost like they're being hunted. Uh, so it's it's a pretty sad situation. It's. Uh, it's definitely a very tough career choice now. It's a lot harder than when I got into it uh, back in the in the early 70s, late 60s. Yeah, yeah. Well, the average police officer, when you look at them, they're carrying everything uh, imaginable on their hips and, you know, in their cars. It's uh, just, where, where is it going, David? Well, where, where it's going is that you will, uh, you have law enforcement people that uh, have to be a lot more vigilant than they used to be. And it's kind of like there's no such thing as a routine traffic stop anymore. The routine traffic stops are, are non-existent. Mm -hmm. Every kind of a traffic stop has to be treated uh, as if there could be a bad outcome. So you have people that now are a little more on edge uh, than they used to be. And the interaction is always going to be different when that when they're that's, on edge when on both sides, yes. which is actually right. uh, uh, a real problem, isn't it? Right, yeah. and then uh, you know, and then you have to look at the the fact that there are, believe it or not, there are folks that add fuel to the fire, um, and probably one of the, uh, the 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 best examples of that 
was the hands up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you had politicians in the White House standing up doing uh, doing all that, and they proved that that was a lie. You know, but they still do it. Yeah. So um, you know, it's uh, it, it gets Drives real the wrong tough. Message, yeah, it gets it? real tough. It definitely sends the wrong message. Yeah. And and it seems like our for, our force uh, is huge. It's uh, somebody told me one time. Uh, I asked one of the police officers that was in my neighborhood one time, just just doing a, um, a nice easy patrol thing, and and I just said, "How many of you guys are there out there?" I was shocked. Gwinnett County, I think it was eight hundred or something. Is that well, there are a lot of people? Well, there there are uh, five hundred and some in the sheriff's department. Wow. And uh, but. Gwinnett County is a heavily populated county, too. Yeah, it's a big county. It's a yeah. very big county. It's yeah. very heavily populated. Uh, territorially as well as, uh, uh, you know, population. Yes. Right. Right, right. And that's what it takes, doesn't it? Is, is it overstaffed? I mean, is it? Uh, are we understaffed? Well, everybody's understaffed. Are they? Wow. That's yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, some, some police departments are close to where they want to be, and mm-hmm. they're still understaffed. Okay. Because of the workload. You know, I mean, if you're allotted... Uh, 50 police officers if it's a smaller department and and you've got 50 police officers they're working mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so they're being productive yeah all right but most police departments right now are understaffed okay talking with david post uh, future security law enforcement but uh he's driving into the uh corporate uh consulting and investigate investigation business and um um a great thing he does for uh, care for cops. So, David, tell our listeners how they can reach out to you, find out a little bit more about future security, and uh, hopefully uh, donate to the Cares for Cops program. Well, if they want to reach me, they can uh, they can uh, get me at six seven eight five four one zero nine five zero. They can uh, find our uh, website at future security dot net, uh, and sometimes I even think more importantly. Our Care for Cops charity golf tournament is the day after Labor Day at Sugarloaf Country Club. Uh, we're always we're looking for sponsors, golfers, uh, anybody that wants to help. We have uh, we could use a few more people on our golf committee. Uh, they can go to uh, Care for Cops and pull up the website and see what we're doing. Uh, okay. But that's uh, that's a very important cause mm-hmm. right now, and it becomes more and more important as we go on. Yes. Uh, just within the last month, we lost two local law enforcement officers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have families. Yes, yeah. they all have families. Yes, they do. All right, David, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate uh, you being on the show and uh, giving us that insight today. So uh, we appreciate all of you, actually, for uh, the, your companies and what you do and what you contribute to uh, the local business community. Um, you've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk business to business and uh a special thanks to Roman Weaver with uh, Live Eye Security, uh, Christina Inslee from Inslee Insurance, and David Post uh, with Future Security. On behalf of our sponsor, CDI Managed Services, I'm Dominic Rainey, and it's been a pleasure hosting today's show. To, listening to, to listen to this show and other Silver Lining in a Cloud broadcast, go to silverlining.businessradiox.com. And until next time, remember, when it comes to outsourced IT support, Migrating your company to the cloud, CDI Manages Services is your silver lining in the cloud. (laughs) 